أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا حبيبنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرًا ونذيرًا وداعيًا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجًا منيرًا أما بعد My dear brothers and sisters, Allah in the Quran says فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Go to people of knowledge if you have no knowledge or if you don't know It's a very important order of Allah for all of us because remember, the most important principle of Islam is knowledge. It is by ilm, it is by knowledge that we get conviction. And without conviction, we have no iman. And if we have no knowledge, no conviction, there is no iman. We cannot remain a people who are ignorant for the rest of our lives. For the first revelation, the first order of Allah is iqra, read. Prophet ﷺ says, Talabu al-ilm Seeking knowledge is an obligation. He says, anyone who comes out in learning and also in the path of knowledge, Allah makes the path to Jannah easy for them. In fact, the angels come and spread their wings and they make dua and we all, subhanAllah, benefit from people who are knowledgeable. Prophet of Allah indicated a person who is ignorant and a person who is knowledgeable, he made a comparison between the two. He said, the one who is ignorant and the one who is knowledgeable. The one who is knowledgeable, his whole night's sleep is better than the whole night's worship of an ignorant person. There is a problem amongst our community, however, when it comes to learning. Who do you learn from? Which scholar do you go to? And how do you know which scholar is right and which scholar is wrong? Should you blindly follow somebody or should you use your brain, rationality and your own assessment? whole host of discussions and debates are going on in our community. In the recent days, our world social media has been awash with accusations and counter-accusations and in some cases, hyperboles of malicious rumor against one particular scholar. And we, some of us have come across it, some of us haven't. Alhamdulillah, we haven't. It's not a problem. The problem is, with the trial by social media, my brothers and sisters, the person who's being accused does not get a fair chance to defend themselves. In fact, they are shattered. Their dignity is shattered. Their honor is tarnished. And worst of all, they're given no right. A fair trial or fair hearing is denied for them. Every ignorant fool in our world becomes the judge, the jury, and the executioner. If you see the trawlers, if you see the comments, some downright nasty, and some people make comments with no knowledge because it's very titillating, it is very salacious, it's so juicy, the more you spread, the more joy you get. Wallahi, fear Allah when it comes to making accusations against anybody. The demise of intelligence is when ignorant people take charge. Are you listening? The demise of an intelligent community is when the ignorant fools take charge of our community. Brothers and sisters, whenever 
somebody asks me about this particular scholar, I tell him, look, please stop being the keyboard trawler, keyboard warrior, gossip mongerer, gullible fool, and spreading rubbish across our community through slanders, backbite, and all the rest. It's not your business. My brothers and sisters, I remember being a victim of such slanderous, malicious activities by people. I remember when, when website published my name and called me all sorts of names, asking the entire Muslim Ummah to write to me, to come and knock on my door and call me and harass me. They campaigned against me for six years. Allah is my witness. I did not receive one single email, one single phone call, one single knock on the door. Alhamdulillah. Do you know why? Most people in our community are wise. They don't fall for such gossip mongerers. They don't fall for such malicious rumors. They don't fall for such rubbish. They are wise. Did Allah destroy my reputation? No. In fact, somebody said to me the other day, if you are constantly obsessed about protecting your reputation, your reputation will be damaged. But if you become obsessed in protecting your character, character will protect your reputation. Do you understand? Don't be obsessed about your profile on the media. Don't be obsessed about your profile and presence on the social media. Don't be obsessed about how many times you appear on television and radio. Don't be obsessed about them. Don't be obsessed about your reputation. Worry about your character. Once it's gone, it's gone. There is a problem in our community, my brothers and sisters. And I, today I have called my khutbah the cult of the shuyukh and the circus of the foolish followers. We've created amongst ourselves a cult culture. We elevate people to a status, almost they become godlike, astaghfirullah. We give such status to the shuyukh, such that creates for them problems, such that shaitan comes and infects their hearts, such that riya overtakes them, such that they become big-headed, they become proud and arrogant about themselves. We are responsible, you are responsible for creating such a culture. I call it the cult of the shuyukh. My brothers and sisters, the main problem with the Muslim community when it comes to relationship with their shuyukh and learning are as follows. Number one, they don't know, they know little about Islam and are easily fooled by any shaykh. Most people know very little about Islam. So a shaykh can stand here and say anything they want. Some of you will get it and most of you will think, ah, oh, mashallah, Allahu Akbar. You may even say takbir out of excitement and they may have said all sorts of rubbish. You won't even know. Most of us don't know much. A person of little knowledge can easily fool the, with flowery language and lots of people who are not knowledgeable will not understand and impress people. My brothers and sisters, why is it that your knowledge and my knowledge is so low? Allah says, Go to people of knowledge when you don't know. The problem is we don't know anything. So we go to the knowledge, people of knowledge all the time. We become dependent on them. We coattail them. We hang on to their turbans. We think they're going to take us to Jannah. I've got bad news for you. If you're going to remain ignorant, no shaykh is going to be able to take you to Jannah. If you're going to remain ignorant, no shaykh is going to be able to guide you. It's your duty to learn and it is Allah's duty to guide. Our problem is we don't know much. Number two, they do not know the parameters of their relationship with their shaykh. They don't know that they're learning from the shaykh and they're not worshipping the shaykh. They're learning from the shaykh. They're not developing inappropriate relationship with the shaykh. 
We don't even know the parameters of what is acceptable and what is not acceptable when it comes to our relationship with Shaykh. Who is the Shaykh? A human being like you and me. Allah has given that person more opportunity to learn. That does not give them an elevated position. No, they're the same as you and me. Rasulullah the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Khatam al-Nabiyyin, Sayyid al-Mursaleen, Rahmatul lil-Alameen. When he would sit in the companions, he would never elevate himself. He would tell his companions to never stand in his honor if he was to enter a room. He would tell them to stay seated. He would sit at the same levels as they would be sitting. You would not be able to distinguish between him and his companions because he was an ordinary prophet, but prophet of Allah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, rahmatul lil'alameen, mercy to the universe. We have inappropriate relationship with our shayukh in some cases. Number three, they lead a very, or we lead a very fatwa-dependent culture. Shaykh-dependent culture. Everything is about Shaykh. My Shaykh said this, my Shaykh said that. Man, don't you have a brain of your own? My Shaykh said this, my Shaykh said that. I don't want to know what your Shaykh said. I want to know what you think. Of course, I go to my Shaykh to learn, but I'm not dependent on my Shaykh. If my Shaykh makes a mistake, I'm not going to follow him into the hole. I'm going to know when he's made a mistake. When you become a dependent on a Shaykh, when you become fatwa dependent, that's when you are in trouble. We've become so fatwa dependent as a community. It is a sure sign of intellectual inertia, intellectual decadence and backwardness when it comes to you and I and our behavior towards our shuyukh have become dependent on them. You come and ask, of course. You show respect for their knowledge. You praise them for their hard work. You follow them in good things, but you don't follow them blindly and you don't become dependent on them. Shuyukh are not your fix. You need to fix yourself. Number four, those of us who are responsible for creating the cult of shuyukh, we have this elevated positions offered to the shaykh. Shaykh is on an unreal pedestal. Allahu Akbar. Sometimes when I see people, I feel sickened by the way they're giving these so-called shuyukh elevated position. What are you doing? Rasulullah condemned people for treating their monks and their priests and their religious figures like God. It is prohibited in Islam to give any further elevation to anyone. All of us are equal in the eyes of Allah. Somebody is more knowledgeable, you learn from them. In akramakum, atqakum, the best amongst you is the one who is Allah conscious and nobody can measure who is more Allah conscious. There is no measurement on Allah consciousness. There is no meter that you can use to say this person is more Allah conscious than me. There is none whatsoever. My brothers and sisters, we are a people who are causing the most problem. We are so ignorant. The ignorant masses are such that they venerate their scholar like cults. They venerate their scholar like cults. You dare speak against my Shaykh, I'll kill you. I've heard that kind of threats to me. My Shaykh said this, how dare you argue with my Shaykh? My Shaykh said this, how dare you disagree with him? What are you talking about? Did you know that the companion of Rasulullah disagreed with Rasulullah himself? And they would ask, Ya Rasulullah, is this from Allah Wahi or is this your personal opinion? They would ask, they would have that relationship relationship of equal and Rasulullah would convince them about the merit of what he's suggesting they would accept it but with their brain they said not by suspending their brain I'll give you an example in battle of Badr Rasulullah had stationed all his companions in a place a companion came and said Ya Rasulullah is this from Wahi? Allah revealed this 
for you to station these places for our army? Prophet said, no, this is my own judgment. The companion said, Ya Rasulullah, with respect to you, I, we know you're the Prophet of Allah, but I have been a warrior all my life and you've never been a warrior. This is your first battle. Take it from me, wrong position. Prophet said, okay, tell me what to do. The companions told him to change and they changed. Allahu Akbar. Rasulullah said, yes, let me see if I can change. And he changed. He asked Salman al-Farisi, how should we? He asked the people of Medina, how should we defend Medina? He was not waiting for the companions to be dependent from him, on him, so that he could spoon feed them. Salman said, Ya Rasulullah, we in Persia dig trenches to protect our cities. Prophet with his companions dug trenches. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Do not venerate your scholars to cult-like figures. They're not cults, they're the same as you, human being. And when you put them on a high pedestal, when they fall, you're the one who's most disappointed. When they fall, you fall with them because you lose hope in everything. My brothers and sisters, scholars are not cults. Number six, the fools, us, the ignorant masses, cannot fathom the possibility that their shuyukh can make mistakes. They cannot even imagine that imams making mistakes. What do you mean you can't imagine imam making mistakes? Of course the imams will make mistakes. That's what Rasulullah said. Correct the imam when you're behind him. The imam is a human being will forget and make sins. The imam could do something wrong outside. The imam could cheat. Wallahi, Allah protect us all. The imam could lie. Allah protect us from the lies. The imam could have a bad character. Allah protect us from the bad characters. Accept the possibility that your imam could be wrong. Your imam could have bad habits. Your imam could make mistakes. When you elevate, venerate, and give such high pedestal to people, when those scholars fall, you are the first ones to be bitterly disappointed. They, and they, I'm talking about the ignorant masses, do not think independently or critically. They can't think for themselves. They don't know how to think. They think thinking is wrong. I heard a brother saying, Astaghfirullah, brother, you're telling me to think? Yes, I'm telling you to think. In fact, I'm not telling you to think. Allah is telling you to think. Allah is telling you to think. If you don't think, what's the difference between you and an animal? Critical thinking. If I am saying something wrong right now, critically think about what I'm saying. Challenge me after Jum'ah. Speak to me outside every Jum'ah. I make a point of standing outside to meet you so that we can talk about issues you may have in your heart. I don't want to hide away in front of the pulpit so that you can't reach me. No, speak to me. Correct me when I'm wrong. Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab anhu was on the stage, on the, on the pulpit, and he was giving a khutbah. He was trying to fix mahar for a marriage. And a lady got up. Remember, a lady got up, my sisters. A lady got up. Astaghfirullah. Lady got up, yes. And she said, Ya Umar, who are you to fix mahar when Allah and his prophet Muhammad وسلم, didn't fix? Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. And Umar said, I am wrong. And this lady is right. Problem is our sisters can't interrupt, they're hidden away in broom cupboards. It's our terrible culture that has created this division between ourselves. Allahi it is. And it is our ignorance that has overtaken our problems. Our critical thinking has been overtaken by our ignorance. Independently think, critically think, examine the verses of the Quran, hadith, the life of Rasulullah examine what the Imam says, examine what you hear properly. And then using your own brain, independent judgment, research, just like you do when it comes to buying your mobile phone. 
How many websites do you troll before you make up your mind, before you buy a house? How many websites do you troll before you buy a car? How many websites do you troll before you buy your gas, your electricity, your mobile phone? How many and how much research and how many people do you ask? Why do you listen to one imam and think he's right? Why do you listen to the imam and not critically think and be independent? These us, ignorant masses, my brothers and sisters, abdicate our own responsibility and our own duties and we think our shuyukh should do it for us. We want our imams to think for us. We want our imams to do dua for us. We want our imams to take our pain. We want our imams to, on the day of judgment, stand for us and say, Allah, I am that imam. My brothers and sisters, whether you're the imam, whether you are the mufti, whether you are allama, wallahi on the day of judgment, you will all, will all be the same. We will all be the same. There will be nobody, there will be nobody who will be able to rescue you. You have got the stomach pain. You have got the headache and the fever. You're telling the imam to take the par uh, paracetamol? It makes no sense. You pay me to come to your house to make dua for your mother who has died. You can pay me 100 million pounds and I'll make dua for you. You think my cry for you is going to come from my heart? No, it's going to come because you paid me. Allah protect me from this evil. You make dua from your heart and you shed a few tears. And you say, Rabbirhamhuma kama rabbayani sagira. Allah says, I will accept your dua. Not the dua of the Imam. We've become such people. We want everything to be done by our shuyukh. Why? Shuyukh are reference points for knowledge, yes. Shuyukh are reference points for consultation, yes. Shuyukh must be respected for their knowledge, of course. They must be uh, given due status in regard in the community, but not extra, not ultra, not extreme. Number nine, us masses do not explore the divine rationale behind rulings. But we've asked the Sheikh what is his view about the ruling. And the Sheikh could say anything. You don't even think why Allah has revealed the verse of the Quran. You don't even think why a hadith was made, why Rasulullah said, said something in such a way. No, you just want to listen to your Imam. They, and this is us, are too dogma driven. And we're too easily impressed by those who preach dogma from the pulpits. Many people tell me, brother, you give khutbah, but you don't talk about spirituality. Well, some of you who don't understand everything I say, it comes from my heart and for me, their spirituality. What is spirituality? How to, how to pray in your daily prayers? Yes. How to pray in your daily prayers is spirituality. Of course it is. Wallahi it is. Fasting is spirituality. But how you wake up every morning, how you treat your wife, how you say salam to your neighbor, how you hug your child, how you have your breakfast, how you drive a car, how you clean up your street, how you greet people on the street, how you work at work, how you are hardworking. Every single aspect of your life is composed of spirituality. Everything. So this is the first part of the problem that we have created. And that is the circus of us fools. We have created a circus around the shuruf. And shuyukh have become the cult. My brothers and sisters, I want you to think again and again. Did anyone create such a circus around Rasulullah? No. Did any companion ever allow such a circus to be created around them? No. Why is it okay for you to create such a circus around the shuyukh? May Allah protect us. May Allah increase us in our iman and our knowledge. And may Allah protect us from becoming fools and falling victims of the whispers of shaitan in elevating our shuyukh to cult-like figures. 
واخر الدعوان ان الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم. The second part of my khutbah today, my brothers and sisters, is about the abusive shuyukh. Forgive me for using such powerful terms. I use them deliberately so that you will think. Some shuyukh, and again, some shuyukh, demand extra veneration from their followers. I remember one such sheikh who walked into a lecture theater to deliver an Islamic speech. But he had two of his disciples following him. One carrying his bag and the other one carrying his cloak. When he went to the stage, he said, pen, and one of the students ran to give him a pen. I sat there thinking, whoa, what is this? The very same person, when that person goes to work, doesn't behave the same way. They demand extra veneration. I want you to carry my bag. I want you to carry my cloak. Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu is noted, Allahu Akbar, I will never forget, when Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu was um, looking around to see if people of city, of his city were hungry or thirsty or have not eaten. One day when he found a mother who had not eaten and had not get, given food to the family, he went back to the, to the food uh, compartment, uh, 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 department of the uh, ummah and he asked the companion to open the door and he packed up a bag and he filled up the bag with food and he said to the companion please lift up that bag please help me put it on my shoulder the companion said yeah amir al-mu'minin let me help you let me carry it for you Umar ibn Khattab said something very beautiful he said yes you can carry it for me as long as you carry my sins on the day of judgment too Umar ibn Khattab said this to his companion his family, his, his friend, his companion who's being paid to do a job. And yet our shuyukh want you to carry their bags. Don't carry their bags. Of course, out of courtesy, I will carry anyone's bag. Out of courtesy. Out of kindness, I will carry anyone who needs my help. No problem. Out of courtesy, I will do all I can to be helpful. But a young man like me, I don't need you to carry my bag. I'm okay. Alhamdulillah, Allah has given me two hands. When I, I'm unable to, please help me. I'm talking about those who do it because they think they're venerating their shuyukh. Number two, some shuyukh, I call them abusive shuyukh, create a camouflage of piety using gimmicks and garments. They will wear extraordinary clothes. They will wear bigger sibhas around their necks. They will have extraordinary presence with what they're wearing as if piety and taqwa and the barakah, rahmah and maghfirah is coming through their cloak and their skin. Astaghfirullah don't fall for such gimmicks. Don't fall for such gimmicks. What gimmick did Prophet of Allah ever wear? He was sleeping on his bed. Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab comes and knocks on his door. And Prophet says, yes, come in. Umar walks in. And Prophet sits up from his bed. He was only wearing a piece of garment from his navel to his knee. His upper part of the body was exposed and open. Umar ibn Khattab burst into tears, crying. He said, Ya Rasulullah, I can see on your body the marks of the rope and the fiber on which you're sleeping. And yet, Ya Rasulullah, I've been to Syria and I've seen how those very rich, flamboyant, ostentatious rulers live. Ya Rasulullah, why this? Prophet of Allah said, Ya Umar, Allah has given me this, the barakah and the blessing. Did Prophet wear extraordinary gimmicks to impress anybody? Did he need an extraordinary stick to show you how powerful he was? Did he need an extraordinary bigger sibha than the rest of the community to show that he's bigger? Did he wear a massive ring? Please kiss my ring. 
No. I've seen shuyukh in the so-called shuyukh wearing massive rings as if this ring is holy. And I've seen people kissing their rings. I've seen people bowing down in front of them, giving kisses to their hands. Why are you bowing down? Why are you bowing down? It makes me very upset. Do not bow down in front of anybody, ever. Ever. I went to a lecture the other day. I was a guest speaker. I was on the stage and I was giving a speech. I saw somebody walking in. Everyone went bowing down, bowing down, kissing his hand. Where do you learn this from? My brothers and sisters, creating piety, camouflage with gimmick doesn't work for us. Introduces such abusive shuyukh, they introduce special effects to demonstrate extra and supernatural power that they have. Even the beloved Prophet of Allah never did that. They The other day, somebody the other day told me that he went to a sheikh and the sheikh was blowing on him something. So he asked the sheikh, what are you blowing? He said, I'm reciting. What are you reciting? Don't worry about it. So I told the guy afterward, the imam was reciting Surah Fatiha. Why do you need to go to somebody else to recite Fatiha? You recite Fatiha and blow it on yourself. You know what? It's all about money. You give me one Fatiha blow, I'll give you $20. La ilaha illallah. You're playing with Allah's words. You're playing with Allah's Quran. They give Taweez, and I've spoken against Taweez, and people have gone mad against me. Why do you go mad against me when Rasulullah has made a clear connection between Taweez and Shirk? Why do you go against me? Is it because your Shaykh told you that it is okay? Because it's going to be his uh, earning that's going to be affected? Go and get a better job, Shaykh. Go and teach children the Quran properly. These shuyukh, abusive one, they try to create authority in their conversation by frivolously throwing Arabic words. And it's not needed. They throw Arabic words in the conversation. Why are you throwing Arabic words in the conversation? You're talking to me in English, brother. You're talking to me in Urdu. Speak to me in Urdu or, or Bengali or Somali or, or the language I know. Why are you throwing Arabic words? Trying to impress me that you know more than me? Wrong. Wrong, Prophet said, do not try to impress people by speaking in a language that they can't understand. He discourages companions from doing that. These shuyukh drop names. I study with so-and-so. Do you know this? He's my teacher. I don't care who is your teacher. Keep it to yourself. Learn from him more. Don't throw names in my conversation. Are you trying to belittle me? It's called, it's called belittling the other person. I know more than you do because my sheikh is this. My sheikh is that. And who are your sheikh? My sheikh is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the beloved prophet of Allah. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My leader is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My nabi is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My rasul is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My guide is Allah azza wa jalla. And Allah has given his prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to guide all of us with his light. And the light of Allah will shine on this earth. You won't find this in any shuyukh. They talk unnaturally using terminologies and irrelevant verbose. It's like rumbling. Why are you rumbling? They change the rules of the game to suit their own desires. And my brothers and sisters, they create barriers. So we have a problem. Problem by us, the ignorant fools, and we have the cult of the shuyukh. The balance is very important. We need to all become knowledgeable. 
the shuyukh need to understand that we, you and me, are not gullible, pliable fools. We need to give respect to the imam and the scholars for their knowledge. We need to praise them where praise is due. We need to follow their opinions where opinions make rational sense. But we need to remain critically thinking, open-minded, evidence-based, rational people. Otherwise, on the Day of Judgment, you and I are in big trouble. And in this world, we're in big trouble. So if tomorrow you hear something about me, and you think I am this grand sheikh, astaghfirullah, I'm not, you would be very disappointed. Don't have expectations of me. So when I make mistakes, you will not be hurt. That's why that individual scholar who became a terrible, terrible example of our foolishness became the target of the malicious rumor and all sorts of rubbish. We gullible people fall for them and some of the shuyukh abuse it. May Allah protect us. May Allah forgive us. May Allah make us more knowledgeable. Ya Rahman Rahimin, increase our knowledge, Ya Allah. Increase our taqwa, Ya Allah. Ya Rahman Rahimin, increase our humility, Ya Allah. Increase our humility, Ya Allah. Ya Rahman Rahimin, amongst us, increase love, Ya Allah. Increase our mutual respect, Ya Allah. Increase our mutual respect, Ya Allah. Ya Rahman Rahimin, Ya Akram Rahimin. Bless this Ummah with good shuyukh, Ya Allah. Bless this Ummah with good shuyukh, Ya Allah. Bless this Ummah with balanced shuyukh, Ya Allah. Bless this Ummah with shuyukh that are kind and generous, Ya Allah. Bless this Ummah with real, hard-working, rational thinking shuyukh, Ya Allah. Ya Rahman Rahimin, Ya Akram Rahimin. Bless us with knowledge, Ya Allah. Increase our understanding, Ya Allah. Ya Rahman Rahimin, Ya Akram Rahimin. We ask you to free Al-Aqsa from occupation, Ya Allah. We ask you to free Kashmir from occupation, Ya Allah. We ask you to free Syria from the tyrants, Ya Allah. We ask you to free Iraq from the troubles, Ya Allah. We ask you to free our brothers and sisters in Rohingya, Ya Allah. We ask you to remove the troubles and the calamities that have befallen the people of Rohingya, Ya Allah. We ask you to free all parts of the world, Ya Allah. We ask you to protect our children, Ya Allah. We ask you to guide the people of this country, Ya Allah. Rabbana taqabbal minna inna kanta samil alim. Watub alayna ya maulana inna kanta tawabur rahim. Inna Allah ya'muru biladu wal ihsan wa ita'idh al-qurba wa inha'ani al-fahshai wal munkar al-baghi. Ya'adukum la'allakum tadhakarun. Fadhukuruni adhukurukum wa ashkuruli wa la tukuruni. Wallahu ya'lamu tasna'u na'qim as-salam. Please come forward and make the line straight.